0: On episode 9 of Convergence, we rejoin our conversation from last week about what our work is to do and rescue ourselves from the event horizon of irrevocable mysticism. I I'd probably talked to you on this show, uh, on this feed, about it, but it's a conversation I had with my friend uh, Anna about the the way i picture us uh, and and you know she she talks about true self um and that the true self is always and has always been okay and it's just pure pure light and pure love and all it wants to
1: do is is connect and and so i'm really excited to talk to anna on the pod
0: yeah yeah absolutely um we got into this whole thing about the the eggs about eggs and we're all eggs and um the shell of the egg is the physical body the yolk is the per- or the the um the white is the the um the personality and then the yolk is this bit right in the middle that it just and and the the objective of life is is just for, for us to get our yolks to touch and that's basically it. it's just well the all the yolk wants to do is touch other yolks uh and that's it it's just this naked uh blob of of you know of glowing um of you know glowing stuff and its only uh objective is is to find other glowing blobs and glow together um and yeah you know you can call that true self you can call that self-actualization you know it's the top of the maslow's hierarchy of needs and again i think that quote that you that you read there i think puts that really well that all of the teachings they are different in style and and they have different uh different tools to get to the same Different ways of cracking the same nut um, which is how can we strip away the layers and get you know I talk about getting out of your own way and and it's yeah it, it's it's just further confirmation, I think that um that is the work to that is the path to seek you know that is the that's where we want to be, that's the work that is for us to do. In our different ways, is to help people get to that essential self, that essential version um, that is genuine and that is love and that is light and that is all these things.
1: So my my observation is that uh, your your new project, your new vin- your new path, is trying to and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but is trying to use other people to use art for them to find their path to that awakening. I don't know if you would have said it that way, but that's how I
0: see it. Probably not before hearing that. Yeah. Um, But I knew it was all, I knew it was all part of the same thing. Um, And it's interesting. Okay. What strikes me now is thinking about a universal consciousness and uh, stay with me here. Um, there's the true self and we talk about finding what we want out of life, using manifestation to get what we want. Manifestation relies, or at least the, you know, one version of it relies on stripping back to what is, what is our aligned, uh, you know, what, what are our, our pillars or, you know, however you want to determine it. um, what do we truly want? What do we truly desire? What are our, um, our themes are you know, these, these core values and, and, you know, various books talk about the same kinds of things. Um, but that is quite, and this is not necessarily a bad thing. Um, just an observation that occurs to me that is quite of the self and getting what the self wants, um doesn't mean it's selfish but it's you know it is sort of 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 the self in that sense um you know it, especially this the idea that it's not necessarily universal in manifestation but the idea that you can't manifest for other people um you know in this in this form that we've talked about this sort of Uh, that couches itself in science and in psychology says that you can't. And there may be other forms of manifestation that say, yes, you can manifest for other people. That just happens to not be the thing that we're looking at. Um, And so we've got that. And then we've got other forms of guidance, I guess, that are about connection and relationships and, stripping back, finding the true self so that you can, you know, there's a thing called authentic relating, um, which I had, you know, the one thing I understand about this is, is this lovely idea of um, sort of armor. And uh, what was it? The the phrase was like points of points of touch or something. And I, I know I'm getting it wrong now, but it's an idea of, we all have this sort of armor and underneath we we're, we're just trying to get. I don't know. It's it's, it's sort of back to the idea, but the, you know, back to the yokes thing. It's, um, there is. So so where I'm going with the universal consciousness thing is, I, I what's really interesting is looking at the idea that it's not a dichotomy of it's either of the self or its connection. It's actually, it's all you know. What there is this one sort of kind of consciousness that we are trying to maybe connect to, and I'm just, I'm, 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 I'm jamming like here. I'm just, I'm riffing. I, you know, there's just, there's, you know, but there's, there's a a fun thing to explore there about how much of this, the work that we all want to do is about tapping into that global kind of universal consciousness that is at, is there has always been there. Um, and you know, it's, it's, it's tuning into the universe's radio station, um, and vi you know, vibrating on that frequency. I don't know. Um, this is, you know, from someone who's completely ignorant at, at this stage, very, very much at the start of my journey, very wide eyed and, uh, An innocent um, and with no learning but.
1: but man, you are you're saying the right things and asking the right questions, dude man
0: yeah it's it's just about being open, isn't it, and yeah,
1: yeah, i mean this is this is what you know Alan Watson Ramdas talk about all the time, and Shaman Durek in his book, these people that I'm following that and 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 Vernon Howard in his book um that like they're, they're all saying what you just pondered. It was, it's, there is, there is a connection. There is, I mean, like Alan Watts describes it as like, uh, <laughs> you, you, you breathe, you breathe in oxygen or you breathe in air and that, that becomes you and your body, your, your lungs take that in. And that becomes that, that oxygen in the air go starts flowing through your bloodstream. And when you exhale, you're exhaling carbon dioxide because you produced it. And if you. If there was no error there would be no you so you you aren't two separate organisms you are one and the same because there is no one without the other
0: that's very much put to me in mind of the the dot paintings you know the you you look at them up close and it's just a bunch of dots and then you you step back and you step back and you see the whole picture and so if we think of you know Molecules and atoms and those things. Uh, you know, th- I, I'm sure every, you know you, the listener, you understand this already. But if you're ever searching for a metaphor to help someone else understand it, I think this is the you know this is the thing. It's like it's the same thing. When does if you look up close, and it's the same thing with looking at a photo when it's pixelated? What is the definition between the end of someone's arm and the hair on the arm? to whatever the the surfaces that they're resting their arm on. If you look at a dot painting up close, there is absolutely no it's just it's just colours. There's no definition. There's no line. There's no clear line that delineates. And it's only until you step back. Um and so yeah, like I, you know, I love the whole we're all made of stars um and all that stuff. As we're here though, what's interesting is I'm feeling a real need to pull back um, and there's always with me, and maybe it's just the working class kid in me, maybe it's just the, I don't know, I hear my brother's voice in my head, but there's this need to not get too far into this stuff without acknowledging that it's all fucking weird. And it's all woo-woo and it's all mental. And it's like my, there's that other part of me that just wants to go
1: mentalism crazy or mentalism
0: mental in. Mentalism crazy. Mentalism. Um, okay. This is all bollocks. Um, this is and <laughs> and it's not it's not for a need to to naysay it, but it's just there is a need within me to have some balance and just go, all right, but it's also Friday afternoon and I'm, you know, I'm talking to my friend over the internet and like, let's ground ourselves. Um, You know, I, I might go and have some chips later and, and watch some reality TV. Like as much as I, you know, I enjoy and appreciate it's diving right in. And it's weird actually. Okay. So this reminds me of I was, I was denied this experience when I tried to explain it to other people. They were like, no, this isn't true if you were, but this is, this is the experience I had. I remember being in Amsterdam, um, uh, in 2005 and doing what a then 22 year old does in Amsterdam, getting a high off my gourd, um, in a very pleasant way. Uh, In a five-star hotel, no less. I don't know why we booked a five-star hotel, but we did. We had disposable income. I remember those days. Um, And I remember, I remember getting a, what do they call it? Um, (laughs) When uh, there is a specific name for this. And if I get it wrong, then it sounds like a sex thing. Um, There is a, there is a thing where someone blows smoke in in your face. Um, And it's, yeah, it has a specific name. Um, and I remember, and it's quite, it can be quite um, potent. Um, and this was my first day of having having ever imbibed. Um, my lungs were just opening um, and my friend did this thing. And, and I. so I remember having this very good, very good weed and just sort of lying on the bed, I think front on, lying on my belly on the bed, traveling through a universe, like just going through a galaxy, just absolutely just beautifully floating through this thing. And then going, I need a glass of water and getting up and going to get a glass of water, get, get my glass, fill it up with the water in the bathroom, come back, put the glass down, lay on the bed, go back into the universe. (laughs) And... I remember describing that to a couple of people, and this is where I think people its it 's how it 's interesting how people want to own experiences and feel like there is a hierarchy to the silliest hierarchies in the silliest places like people want to say no, no, no if you were if you were high, you wouldn't have done that you wouldn't have and it's like okay if that's if that's how you need to process then that's fine, but there's clearly an ability. For, you know, if I can do it, then I'm sure other people can to be able to have that moment of it's absolutely goes really into the molecular and then whoop, let's just, you know, pull out because, you know, it's, it's,
1: it's just like an eye dilating. Yeah, it, yes! can, it can yeah, quickly yeah, zoom in and out to the broad and down to the narrow. It's absolutely. Yeah. It's funny that I think one of
0: the best comedians in the world and one of the most well-known uh, philosophers in the world came from, I think, maybe a similar square footage. Uh, and I think that's maybe not a coincidence. Uh, and I think they were, might have been of similar ages. I'm thinking of Billy Connolly. And are you aware of the work of Sidney Banks? I don't
1: believe so, no. That's a new name to me.
0: So Sidney Banks um, is the... Um, progenitor of the idea of the three principles which is the separation of mind consciousness and thought um and i think he's the he sort of had this this moment he was he was not a scholar he was a welder um and uh he was born in scotland and i want to know because i i i I think this is fascinating i love the idea that that sydney banks and billy connolly might have trod the same ground at a similar time. Because I remember hearing Billy Conley or seeing Billy Conley do a set where he talked about his and and it and it blew things open for me about his view of the universe. About how and this, you know, this is a, another welder. He was a former welder, ship worked in shipyards had a bit of a stint as a musician used to knock around with the guy who did, um, th- uh, from, from Steeler's wheel, who the famous song Baker street, the most famous sax solo in the world.
1: <laughs>
0: they used to knock around. They were friends. Um, and he, you know, and then Billy Connolly started, he would tell jokes in between the songs and then the songs went away and he told more jokes and he's a phenomenal comedian. Um, and I think, you know, living in a similar time to Sydney banks, there was obviously something going around in Scotland at the time because he talked about the idea of sort of fractalism in a sense of we look at the you know, his 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 whole thing was like, you look at the the galaxy and the solar system and the fact that we have a sun and the planets revolve around the sun. It's the same bloody thing as we have in our, uh, with, with atoms and uh, you know, the, the nucleus and the, yes. you know, it's just yes. the same structure effectively. Yes, um, exactly. And maybe, you know, for to some, maybe that gets a little bit too pop science, but, but it's a wonderful thing of like, his thing is we've been looking through the telescope, the wrong end. Um, and I, I, you know, I love that. And he talked about how tiny little fish have absolutely no concept of, of, of this huge other world that is us, you know? Um, and like I said, you know, this is a, this is a comedian from, you know, from, from Scotland who's, who walks around in silly clothes and, and, and uses the F word a lot. And there's just, I think that is, that is my energy. It's like, it's, it's having so much fun inhabiting both camps. And going, wow, there's incredible beauty and in mysticism and patterns that we can see. But also Isn't this thing over here hilarious? And isn't that observation in itself hilarious? And aren't the reactions that people have hilarious, you know, and and just being able to have joy in all of that kind of stuff. I think I I find I think that's what it is. I find myself I don't want to get too serious. I want to be able to pull back and, and, and pull the rug from under these things and just, you know, because it can, it can get a bit, it can get a bit weighty. <laughs> so there you go. Anyway, <laughs> that was my meeting, me, me, meeting my, my need for, for silliness.
1: Yeah, absolutely. My, um, I I've been going down this path for a while, kind of getting my head in the clouds of th- thinking about, um, the greater, the greater universe and, 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 um, yeah, all, all, the, the mystic path type stuff. And like, um, there's been times where Margaret has expressed to me, um, much concern where she's like, are you, are you going to become enlightened and be out of touch? Like, is that, are you just going to start wearing robes and be all high and mighty and just not understand life anymore? And that was that. That, that was a, a concern that came up for her a couple times until she read this book by Vernon Howard, and she, as she's about halfway through it, and she's like, "Oh, you get to have both worlds. You don't. You don't lose your normal life when you become enlightened. Like those people that you're thinking of, the monks in the mountain. Like that's just the life that they're choosing. I'm not going to choose that life. That's." Not for me, although I would love to visit that life, but I'm not going to stay there. Uh, that would be a vacation. But, like, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm enlightening myself. And also, I'm still Brendan. I'm still a remodeler. I still have a home. I still have a wife and cats, and that's that's not going to change. And, uh, yeah. But you carry this
0: in a... Like, the word that came to me was, like, museum of ideas and artifacts and thought technologies and you know it's like it's like you could open up your chest and and there's just this whole universe in there and it's like yeah we can close it we can go and have a beer like that's absolutely fine um you know do you fancy a hot dog that's great but now i'm gonna open my chest and explain the wonders of the universe to you
1: exactly
0: i like i'd like to be someone with hidden
1: depths uh when you said uh when, when you were asking about, like, or, or saying that you know this is all bollocks, this is all mental. Uh, I I need to get grounded. I was like, well, actually, <laughs> if you're getting grounded, that's the opposite of what you're saying it, with it being bollocks. Like that—that's actually the part where you're connecting, where you're um you're getting back. If you if you if you're going to take your shoes off and and stick your feet in the sand and and or in the grass or whatever and you're you're connecting to the earth you're you're going to have uh you're going to have some vibrations there you're going to have some um you know a, a minor little awakening a, a little reconnection i mean you know in in my mind the way i use that terminology and the way that i hear that terminology used and i just thought it was kind of beautiful the way you used it going the opposite direction i was like well that's grounding to the ego world and and you know we can do that we can we can choose where we are and and how we're feeling and and what world we want to be in at any time
0: i think what it is and it comes back to connection um and it's it's so weird because i sound like one of these intolerable like comedy fans but comedy comedians i should say comedians taught me what i thought as in they sh- they didn't teach me they showed me what i didn't realize i already believed and that is what i really connect with i think it's not the it's not that i want to be a comedian but what it is is it's that the the reason i when i walk out on stage and if i go and give a talk the first thing i want to do is make everybody laugh because it relaxes us all and it unites us all and it shows that we are you know one um and it's the same thing when we when we talk about highfalutin idea, I want to be able to when I say ground it, I mean sort of bring it back to planet Earth if you like, so that it's more easily connectable with like I love the idea, and funnily enough uh I'm doing oh this gives me a lovely a lovely tingle is I'm doing a stand up course next month, so starting in January, I'm doing a six week stand up comedy uh, course. And now I love the idea of being, finding a way to make this shit hilarious. (laughs) Yes. Because by making it hilarious, you make people go, yeah, all right, but there might be something in that. (laughs) And that was the thing, you know, that's the thing that really lights me up is the idea that we can go, yeah, all right. I mean, he's making jokes, but Lad makes a
1: point, actually. You know what I mean? It's like people leaving the... They're only going to... They're only going to laugh at it if there is a kernel of truth in there. Otherwise, it, if it's all just completely out of this world and, and unrelatable, it's not going to be funny. It's just like, let well, it's just made it.
0: Relatability. That is the word. That's absolutely the word. Yeah. Yes. And that feels like a fascinating thing to, to look at is taking all of this stuff and not and having fun with it without making fun of it so that people can walk away going,
1: yeah, that, that gave me some, some things
0: to think about. <laughs> so much, you know, if I think about politics, if I think about um, probably gender and a few other things, and, and it's not, well, some of it was from like pretty right on comedians. I mean, some of them were quite aggressive. You know, Bill, Bill Hicks, I don't agree with a lot of his stuff now, but it's what I needed when I was a teenager. Eddie Izzard. Um, I see it. The door is ajar.
1: (laughs) I see it. I see it, man.
0: I'm going to be surfing on the lake of fire rocking out. Um, But, yeah, I mean, Eddie Izzard. Do you have a flag? (laughs) This one is wet. This one is wet. This one is wet. Um, (laughs) Yeah. He arabiata with peas. <laughs> um, I mean, there was a guy. So there's a guy in the '80s um, called Ben Elton, who was this very, um, very fast-talking, very left-wing comic. And you know, I would listen to his stuff and go, "Yeah, that makes sense." Before I knew what left and right wing was, I, I just, I just went, "Oh yeah, no, that makes that's that's uh, that's kind of how I think." And and I developed. A sense of identity without necessarily knowing how to express it. I just knew what I felt, and I didn't have the information to back it up. But man, I knew how I felt. Man, I knew that Thatcher was a badden, um, and and that the you know the Lib Dems were woolly or whatever. And then I became a Lib Dem, and then I've gone further back to the left again. But <laughs> I um, like, I just I don't know. I knew that stuff, and it 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 would be interesting to think whether. Well, it's interesting because there were like nasty, unpleasant, right-wing uh, 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 denigrating comedians around at the time. but alternative comedy as it existed in the, I guess, mid mid eighties was a push against that. And so like, whether it's just that I was born at a particular time, I don't know. Had I been born 10 years earlier, maybe I would have identified with those nasty right wing comedians and maybe they would have taught me what I thought. I don't know. I don't think so.
1: Well, it may have just, it may have just sent you down a different path for a while for a while. Yeah. Made it you know more difficult for you to break free of that, but your core I think you're right Self because would probably
0: I had some closed, you know, as much as I was you know, like these things, I I had some closed, closed-minded views and I said some things that I wouldn't say now to people and all it took was for, for someone to go, you know that hurts people when you say that. Like, you know, if I if I use a, a particular epithet and I think it's just funny or I think it's just a gag, because everyone in my life, from my family to, to the people I went to school with, that was the language we used. Um it was just normal, and then when someone goes, "I don't," that hurts, and then you go, "Oh, well, if it hurts, then what? I don't need to say it." Then I, I feel bad, and I won't say it. Like it's that simple. But we can say that, and that's us. Um, other people push against it, and other people go, "How dare you know? How dare you? You're policing my speech, or you're being oversensitive, and all these things." Whereas I think if if you have the other mindset, you go, "Oh, I don't want to hurt you," therefore. I will remind myself not to say it and I will say it occasionally because I've forgotten, but I will keep reminding myself, no, it hurts people when you say that. So you don't need to say it. Like it's not hard. Um, so I think, yeah, if I, if I'm honest, I probably wouldn't have gone down that path because it's not the sort of the true self. It's not aligned with the, with the true self again.
1: Oh dude. And I, I can't, maybe, maybe I'll I'll put this in my notes for, for next week, but I I really want to talk to you about this book, spirit hacking. Um, it was a massive challenge to read. Um, I actually listened to the audio book and cause I've been, it's been easier for me to, to digest that lately. And it's read by the author and he is so he, <clears throat> it, it really, it, 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 his voice gives away the type of person that he is. Like he is, he is fully present as a stereotype in his voice of a ultra flamboyant black man. I'm just, just fully embracing. And like, you know, and there's, there's just, you know, as much as I want to be a non race an anti-racist and, and I, you know, I'm, I consider myself a part of the uh, LGBTQ plus IA scenario as a pansexual. And like, I, I, and I and I I, I I love all beings, all beings. But still, you know, like I'm in this society. I've been conditioned. I've been um, uh, programmed to believe certain things. And it took me a long time to adjust to this guy's manner of speaking because it is it is super modern language. Like he's he's telling everybody to get on the lit train, and that things are pop rocks and. Uh, like all this language that is like at first for my judgment place of being it's super i'm super judgmental of it i'm like come on dude
0: and i want to i want to embrace that i want to say that's okay like that's so okay that is so okay it is so okay to to for for a particular for a particular spice to not be your flavor like that's okay it doesn't make you
1: like because you couched it in this i just I just want to you know make this point like what well, what i'm I'm trying to be honest about yeah, like I oh didn't no, have judgments about like it was it 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 was a i it i love that uh, analogy of a spice it took it took a while for me to acquire the taste for it. And actually now I kind of like it. Like it's enduring. It's endearing that he... But it's also, I think it's okay because it's just, it's not saying that the, you know, the
0: spice is bad. It's just saying it's not my, it doesn't, it's not my thing. And, um, it, you know, it, I just, uh, yeah, I kind of just wanted to, you know, as, as much as we have talked, and here's the like grounding thing again, like as much as we've talked about and and we've you know we 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 try and (laughs) outwoke each other that's not true but you know what i mean um (laughs) a little bit yeah um as much as that you know that is our positioning it's also okay to go people people be different people present in different ways and you know it's just it's not not everything is for everyone and that's that's absolutely fine and like yeah um I remember uh, I met someone at uh, the, the hippie thing that I went to and I just, I spent a bit of time with this one person and I was just so judgmental of just about every part of them, the way they spoke, the way they looked, the way they acted like so much of it. And it was just really interesting to just uh, be the observer of that. Um, and also to know they, they've probably got some, like some wisdom and some stuff to share, but man alive, like every button there, They just, they seem to be pushing and it was just, you know, from a place of judgment and just to go, okay, these two things can be true. Um, that, you know, they're a perfectly perfect, valid person. It's just not my, not my cup of tea as we say. And that's
1: all right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. He had a, he had a quote a very short quote in his book that made me think of you, uh, in, in terms of your, your path, uh, that we're, that we're discussing, and that was just quote, all human beings are here to create, end quote. It's just simple as that. But just thinking, like in the context of, uh, yeah, of what we're doing here and what you're doing here, like that—that that is the path for some people. Like, and, you know, we're we're all we're all God. We're all, you know, we're all uh, we're all, all these all these solar systems that are the cells of our bodies are constantly splitting and remaking themselves. And it, that is creation within us constantly. And if those cells are us and we're, we're, and we're ego bounded by this fleshy skin and everything within this skin is us, then that's us creating, making new creation all the time. And, uh, you know, we're, we're firing synapses in our brain and we're digesting things and creating that into different particles in our body. And like, uh, it is, it is 100% our goal as humans, as life beings to be creative because we're creating that thing and we can create outside of us as well. And that's, that's the way I see it. We're
0: one of the first things that we do when we can hold something is, I mean, yeah, we shove things in our, in our mouths and and in our noses and, you know, elsewhere and try and figure out does that. You know, what does that do? Um, but from a very early age, we we make stuff. We draw. Um, and it's just, it's something as a as a habit that we've passed down from God knows how many generations of just like, it's one of the first things that, that we teach is like, you get a crayon and you start scribbling and that's what you do. Um, and there's got to be a reason for that. There's got to be a reason why, why we do that. And it's at that age, no one thinks, am I a good artist? It's just pure, pure expression. It And it's just, it's, it's this sense of, I'm going to make, I'm going to make the world that I, as I see it. And uh, right now my, uh, my abilities are, are, or, you know, this particular Uh, facet is not quite as I'd like it to be maybe just yet. You know, I don't have the dexterity to make this uh, house to, to, uh, to put the curtains in on the windows. Um, So what I'm just going to do is just move the pen and move the crayon back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And it'll just be a big blue squiggle and that'll get pinned on the, pinned on the fridge. And that is, you know, that's what we do. And i i'm having so much fun at the moment with my nephews because both of them are in really different stages and ages of creation creativity and it's just wonderful i've got one who's prolific in his he he doesn't write books he makes books um and he's making films and it's, it's it's so wonderful you know he's um he's nine and he'll he'll talk about a film that he's making and it's 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 all in his head, and it's all planned, and and he's got a he's got a cinematic universe all up in his head. Um, and then we know all of the characters, and they've all got their different motivations, and and um, and and you know, he's just it's it's spilling forth from him at a, like a rate of knots. Like he's filling these books with characters, and then and then my uh, my eldest nephew is he's learning the guitar and he's writing his own songs and he's understanding riffs. And, um, I got them round a couple of months ago for a day and we, we made songs together, you know, cause I just thought oh, we haven't had this opportunity yet. And like, it's all there. And at some point, you know, they're probably going to go into admin or into, you know, maybe they'll go into teaching or something else. And it's just like, I just, I, I, There's a, there's a song by a band called athlete, um, which, uh, it's just about, um, it's just the line at the beginning. There's it's the simple things like the robot Stevie G draws, um, and the ease at which he used to pull those tricks. There are moments of escape for every one of us and the beauty in the time that we create. Um, and it just, it's a song about innocence. It's called vehicles and animals. And it's like, um, it's just a return to innocence and a return to play, and ah, uh, and and my, I guess my life's work is is giving us permission <laughs> to go and do that again and and have fun. And all uh, right, I find myself getting a bit too highfalutin, so I have to. You're talking
1: about your nephews and what they're creating reminds me of you dancing in your rollerblades and choreographing this movie scene for the uh, for the sliding glass door or the French doors. Yes can't help but do it love it Aye. all right um
0: given where we started um how do you feel
1: F- fantastic Man. what what
0: what is what is within you
1: um uh joy uh connection e- excitement elation i'm i'm and and you know i i see so much work ahead of me and i'm so excited to do it I'm, I see this, uh, this path that you're taking unfolding as we discuss it. And I'm so excited. Um, and I feel, I, I feel just the world opening up and, uh, and also I, I also have this knowledge and, and, and understanding that, um, like you discussed on, of, uh, of morning creative that, uh, I'm going to create things and it's not for everyone. And, th- uh, I, I know there's going to be a huge, the, the, this, this, the most of the world <laughs> that is not going to be getting along with the things that I'm getting along with. Uh, and I'm, I'm completely okay with that. And I'm happy to just be for the people that, uh, that one, Brendan, how are you feeling?
0: I'm feeling, um, energized. I'm feeling buzzy. Um, yeah. Um, I don't know if it's the, the, the caffeine and the LEM sip kicking in, but uh, I don't think so. I think it is, it's connecting. It's connecting with joy. Um, and it's, it's a, it's a real necessity for me. It's, 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 it's it's a lifeblood um and i think that giving myself that permission uh, sort of earlier on in our conversation to just uh put a silly hat on as we discussed big weighty things um that's kind of the image actually that i'm going to take with me now is 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 deep philosophizing but with a christmas hat on like one of those little paper crowns um and 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 it's you know it's slightly askew, um, I think that is, yeah, um I think yeah, God, I mean that sorry, I just that makes me think of um Shakespeare actually, and the fool in king lear um which is the one play where there is supposed to be a comic relief character but he's not he's there's no comic relief in king lear it's just tragedy um and the fool is the wisest character within the entire series uh, within the entire play he's the one who speaks the truth um and so there's there's yeah there's something really interesting there in in the 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 absolute truth teller with the jester's you know clothing um that is a that's an idea as old as time gosh so many things my head is a buzz um and uh wow we got we got into it i sort of i sort of feel weird now about where we started um because it felt so weighty and i think um it's going to be an interesting journey for for the listener to uh, to be taken on
1: <laughs> yeah absolutely oh, yeah especially with listening to the the recording I, I made, like that's, uh, yeah, I, it, it's pretty heavy, isn't it? It's, um, I was, I was really being real. I said some things that were, uh, uh, I said some things, and yeah. So you know, how do you
0: feel about those big things now?
1: Oh, great! Uh, I mean, having said them, or
0: uh, well, just, just it's sort of in the space we are now.
1: How do they feel? Yeah, I mean, it, it feels like a part of my path, you know, it was, it was something I had to go through to get here. Um, I feel, uh, it's, it's, um, as, as somebody who I constantly want good for everyone around me, I was pushed to this point where I didn't in such a severe fashion, um, that that I, now I know now I know how far I can be pushed in that regard. You know that now I know some limits. Now I know more about me, and thankfully, it didn't progress farther than that. And I think you know, and I I learned I have to be pushed really far for me to get to the point where I was thinking those heavy thoughts, and that kind of gives me some solace and some security in myself that um i'm a good person How, how do you how do you feel about me having said those things there was a moment of alarm
0: and concern not alarm that's probably a bit a bit strong um but concern in the sense of because I, I, that, that I find that word a little bit lower case t triggering when people say they're concerned, um, not in the fact that I wanted to intervene, but in the in the sense that yeah, it was it was very it was very it was it was electrifying. It was it was very you know there was a real sense of sort of static on a line of of sort of touching something and it being a live wire. Uh it felt that you know that that kind of sense was there a lot actually that there was a um and you know I kind of wanted to as the advice goes curl my fist away from it rather than grip it and curl my fist into it. Um because yeah, there was a charge.
1: Um and I think that when we lean
0: into stuff and when we, when we sit with our and our thoughts, and I think it's, it's easy to, 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 to bury in and to sort of dig in and keep digging. And, and then we get to this sort of darkness and, um, and, and, you know, that's maybe what was, what was happening there is just these layers were coming back and coming, you know, peeling back and peeling back. Um, but it's also you know those those things are always going to be there there's there's things that are always going to um live and be live and be maybe a bit spiky but then i think it's not about building a shell around you but being able to take those things and hold those things and and, and care for yourself and care for the version that that felt those things um and one of the things that, that comes up and I'm thinking about is what doctors and I think therapists who deal with trauma have to do. And I think it's going to be something that would be useful work for you is finding ways to protect yourself, finding a, a mesh that you can wear, a, 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 a chain mail that you can wear um, so that you are not... When you're not ready to receive that stuff. It doesn't. And again, that's a conversation that we can have with, with Anna cause she's got a lot of wisdom about that. And she's, she's had friends, similar kinds of conversations um, about being able to see auras and, and, and that kind of thing. And I think, yeah, the ability for you to, and I, I have the same issue in, in certain circles there's certain things that absolutely pierce my armor and they stay with me for days and they're painful and they're hard and um and it comes from a place of empathy um and so there's some work there maybe for both of us for things to look at is is that resilience to be able to, I mean, the ability to set those boundaries and to say, I can't, I'm not going to take this on. I choose not to take this on. It's not because I don't care, but it's because I have to protect myself so that I can continue being a helpful person. It's all a journey. This is our work to do. Um, so I work, this is our play. All right. Uh, Brendan, this has been a real pleasure. Thank you. Likewise.
1: Oh, and um, as always, Correct me if I'm wrong.
0: There we go. He did it. He did it.
1: (laughs) I forgot it.